Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become patreon today ain't hard to tell podcast episode 56 dexter henry brian fonseca and we have two very special guests here today with us and this is pretty much going to be a just we're just going to be talking NBA, talking some basketball uh, hoops. We have Jamal Murphy, he's the executive producer and co-host of the Bros Pod with my man Bill Roden, and we also have Darrell Johnson, he's the editor of the Harlem Times and NBA columnist at the New York Beacon. Guys, what's up? So glad to have you guys here. Glad to be here. What up? What up? What up? So when we had Gerard here for episode fifty-three, I mentioned the group <laughs> chat. And that's how this kind of got put together. <laughs> and, and so people listening, this is part of the group chat. A lot of hateration out there. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am not in the group chat. Not that I'm feeling any kind of weight about not being there. Oh, we'll start but, another one. But I've heard interesting things about this group chat. Um, a lot of NBA discussions that come up in this group chat that I, I found quite interesting. I heard things get a little bit... Uh, Interesting. You know, interesting. Yeah. And we don't want to say contentious. Nobody dislikes anybody. No. Right, right. We're all. just talking sports. It's not that serious. Here. Right, yeah. Um, but we, we have some interesting uh, conversations that go. Before we get into that, because we will get into that, um, we love to, we always love when we have fellow journalists come up here. We like them to talk a little bit about their background, how they got into what they do. Um, opportunity for you guys to talk about yourself. Darrell, I'll start with you. Um, I've known you for quite some time. Long time in this, in, in this game. In Pretty game. much since I've been yeah. in the game, too. Um Tell people, but for people who don't know from you, I know you rep Harlem all day. Um, tell, tell them a little bit about you. Yeah, so um, I speak to kids a lot. And I, I tell them I never wanted to be a journalist until I was a journalist. Um, I approached a brother who's, who's uh, not living anymore, Mark Raspberry, mm-hmm. about us starting a blog together. So we started the Raz and Jazz Sports Blog. Um, what I did not know, I knew Mark was a sports photographer. So my idea was my writing his photos. I did not know he was the sports editor of the New York Beacon. So he gave me a test assignment without telling me he was the editor. Huh. He he liked what I wrote and then hired me to write for the paper. So I essentially went from a Nick fan in August of 2010 
to interviewing Amari Stoudemire, you know, at the NBA store two weeks later. So it was a quick transition, but this is year nine now for me, covering the NBA, writing for the Beacon, and it's a journey I never would have thought I would be on. See, that always shows you as many different ways to get in the game, right? The glory years of Raymond Felton and Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. That was a great half season a, before yeah, they blew a it up. Glory year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for singularizing that because it's not glory years. How was Raymond Felton? I saw Raymond Felton Still in the league. Charlotte locker room, and it, it shocked me because I forgot he was on the team. Like, yeah. He's, not, a, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's still on OKC, right? Yeah. Was it OKC? Oh, I was like, he's OKC. in Charlotte? OKC. Oh, that went over it's my OKC. Head. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's okay. OKC. He's still on oh, OKC. No, he is OKC. Similar, the best okay. similar colors. Yeah, similar colors. Yeah. Jamal, what? He's not playing, so. Well, yes, Russell. <laughs> yeah, well, and then Tro- Schroeder's kind of taking his minutes that he had last year. Well, Schroeder's better. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Jamal, what about you? We heard how Darrell got in the game. How did you get into uh, this journalism podcasting thing, too, as well? Wow, so I've always been, like, a crazy sports fanatic, like, since, like, day one. Like, probably, like, five years old, I've been, like, some crazy fan. So if I would have done what I probably should have done, like, come out of college and just be a sports journalist Mm -hmm. you know that's probably what i should have done if i would have followed my heart but i went you know i I went after college i went to law school uh you know so i'm an attorney by trade doing all that and i and i I was still always in the mix in sports like either blogging or whatever and then uh bill roden who's who's a who's always a friend of my father's uh from back in the day um he he knew I was writing and blogging and stuff. This is about five, you know, four years ago or so, and he approached me about uh, maybe you know doing some sort of website. He knew he was going to leave the Times at mm-hmm. some point, and um, so we talked about that. We we were going to do that, and then he got this podcast opportunity from from like CBS, or I think it was CBS. So he he did one show and then he brought me in there, and then we just you know from then on we just kept doing it. And we never, we still haven't done the website, by the way. <laughs> right, crazy. for the podcast, which is great. We, we, we love the podcast. Website coming it's soon. Like website we- coming soon. So the website is still coming soon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that you know, so besides that, you know, freelance writing and writing for you know, CBS Sports, CBS Local. I've done some stuff for USA Today. Um, you know, cover all sports, particularly basketball, college basketball. College basketball is probably probably my heart. For some reason, I don't that's know. that's what you, know you what love yeah. uh, from day one. But you don't think it's better than the NBA, like some people have said. Uh, I mean, what do you mean? You know, they're not better players for sure. Well, that, that, that's <laughs> what know, I was. That's what well, some people. Some people like to allude to that. If they're better right. players. How yeah, and impossible. And then the product. Then the product is <laughs> That's better, what we're which saying. I don't agree with. Yeah. yeah now you can enjoy it more. Well, can, college just, basketball is like a, is different because it's it's not it's not just about the players. It's more like. You got to be into like the whole eight league situation, mm-hmm. ACC, Big mm-hmm. East. You got to be fans of that. Yeah, you know it helps if you went to one of the schools. I didn't even go to any like the big a big time college basketball school. I went to NEC school. But, you know, so there's there's more involved. It's like you know, it's not just the NBA. If you if you're straight basketball and you want to see the best basketball players in the world and the best coaches and all that, it's the NBA. But college is like you know there are storylines and all kinds of other stuff. No, I could I, I can see that that makes that makes sense. Yeah. And you see the kids who are going to be pros. Yeah, yeah, but you know. yeah, but we, you you also don't act like some of these other people where you know they think the college game is better and you know they enjoy that the NCAA does not pay any of these athletes. No, I can't go that far. I, I, <laughs> that's ridiculous. He's like, oh, I won't go there. I do want to ask you one thing. Um, I remember you following me on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I saw 
uh, your Twitter handle. I was like, yo, blackatologist. I love that. I think, it's, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's dope. What, how'd you come up with that? I don't even remember. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I came up with someone else came up with. I can't remember. It was a long time. I was ago. like, who is this guy? I like this. And but then I looked into, like, but okay. it, go, it, it really goes back to the to my college basketball like history and nerddom. Like when it comes to college basketball, like like I was, I've always done like the bracketology thing, like predict who's going to be in and the you're tournament. Really into that, like right. Lenardi and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like I'm nicer than Lenardi, you know what I'm saying? You could there's a web, <laughs> oh, I there's like, like this. There's like websites up that you could check the numbers. You know what I'm saying? That you have been more accurate than him. Yeah. You know why aren't you, Why aren't you getting your due? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Time will Time will come. Are what you gonna the, Are you gonna publicize this right when we, when we get into conference play so that people can know to pay attention to you starting in January? Yeah, I usually do, I usually do that. So I mean, it, so basically, it comes from that. It's All right, we got I'm the black bracketologist. Before before the uh, March Madness comes, we're gonna right. have to have you up to talk about that. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we'll have you back no for question. that for sure. But then, but then the blackatologist has like morphed into other things too because because it was meant for that. But then I'm also like political, and I'm like you know uh, you know I'm pro black you know just to be honest, uh, I, like you know I, what I'm saying. I'm so fine. I'm all good with so, that. <laughs> so it's it's morphed into like a whole bunch of different things you know so people now one of the one of the things that we know that you're pro we're going to transition nicely <laughs> here and 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 Darrell now he's perked up a little bit here um one of the debates i was told about that happens in this group chat that we mentioned before quite They're, often quite often okay <laughs> every um, literally every day and so this so guys this is enjoyable for me because i'm getting to see this sort of play out <laughs> in a way that i have not got to experience that brian has you can see my face um i'm excited <laughs> All right, this is probably, I don't think many people listen to this podcast thinks it's a topic that we were going to go into, but we're going to go into this. Trey Young. It's not, it's not a debate. <laughs> whether there is a debate among these two gentlemen that are here with us, whether he is a, and I want to be clear, whether he is a good player or not. Is that, am I correct in, in my. Uh, are we? Am I. Phrasing the Darrell, discussion is, 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 that, is that it, Darrell? Is that really it? Okay, no. Let's let's just let is me that... just let, let me just ask Darrell then, Darrell, because I know kind of where you stand on this. Yeah. How do you feel about Trey Young, the player? We want to be clear: we do not dislike anybody personally. We do not know these people. We are just talking about the players. How do you right. feel about Trey Young, the player? So I've, I've said before, you know, I think we can already toss the Steph Curry comparisons out the window. Ooh, who came up with uh, I'm sorry, I can't interrupt. A lot, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of people do yeah. make those comparisons. That was a comparison that was out there, though. We can't ignore it. It still is. And, and somebody asked this to Andre Iguodala. Iguodala cut the guy off before he finished asking the question because it's that bad of a comparison. <laughs> um, it is. Um, the other the other issue is Atlanta traded him for Luka Dantich. That's something else I'd love to get into. <laughs> you know, that is already... I think we can, unless Luka gets hurt, they lost that trade. Somebody oh, already. I, I, I want to. I want to. Wow. I'm, I'm gonna let you continue, but I want to stop you. Let me pull up to, the actual make trade. A note of that. You guys are just last night. Mm -hmm. Just last night, I had a friend text me, and he asked me, "Is that the worst draft day trade and miss ever?" And I was kind of being like, to to put what Jamal said. I was like, hmm, let me think about that. Can we say that already? Is it How? too early? Just because I usually like to judge draft picks. Well, three, three years, four years, years in the league. You got to see what they develop into. And this was the trade, but, by the way. I would also like to say, Brian knows this, I was very high on Luka Doncic. I was before, high on Luka Doncic way before, before the, draft. the 2017 draft. I was very high in this game. <laughs> now. Me, well, let me just say, you, yes. you mentioned, I mean, 
I don't know what your friend. I mean, that's a it's a crazy thing my to friend, say now, my, just now because he wasn't making a point. He was asking a question. Yeah, yeah but usually, yeah. like a bad trade mm-hmm. involves some a player who who is a bust, like already. You can't say anybody's a bust. Well, the, no, no, the, but, the, I'm with you. But you wait, know, it's wait, usually wait. like a guy like, oh, was that the worst trade ever? And it's a guy, oh, is he still in the league? So you're saying maybe right. it's not even fair to ask that question. I mean, it's, I mean, it's okay. very early. The trade, the, the top, trade, you know, I'll get the trade was Doncic for Trey Young. And a 2019 first round pick, pick, which is top five protected. Durrell is saying oh, they got a pick. They got a Durrell, pick also. It was another for yeah. It was Trey Young and a first round pick for de- for, for this year. Oh, for, so for, they got <clears throat> Trey Young. So Atlanta got Trey Young and a pick and and the 2019 first. Yeah, round. Oh, okay. Because it says it says I it says about that. yeah. Because it says that. it says Luca because he was the third pick. Trey Young was fifth. It says oh. Luca was traded by the Hawks to the Mavericks for Trey Young in a 2019 first round pick, which is top five protected. But basically, look and at it, obviously the, the, Dallas is not going to be in the top five. The Mavs moved up to get Doncic. That's basically the way you can look at it now. Which yeah, you feel because of the early returns. So I'm clear, Darrell. Continue your point. You feel in the early Absolutely. returns. That, break, yeah. break those down too. Give me some you know, numbers. Uh, there are people. I am not one of them, but there are people who think Luca is going to be one of the best players in the NBA in five years. Uh, and and Dexter is one of those people. Okay, I think maybe le- the- maybe less than five. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. Right. Gonna go. It could be th- th- three to five years. Yes, I don't think there's anyone who thinks that about Trey Young, that he's going to be one of the best players in the league in three to five years. Do you do you think there's any shot that he could be? Because it sounds no. like you don't. Th- you think there's zero shot. Zero. Yes. Zero. When yes. Trey Young has a game that goes that because I want I want people to understand your position where you come from before we get to Jamal that we understand your position. Yes. Yeah, I think I think he has the potential to be a average, maybe above average player. When you get when you get, <laughs> when you get drafted, when you get drafted top five, you're supposed to be a star. Ideally, you would like to have an all star at least, right? Yeah. I what is it you don't? What is it that you don't like, or what is it you don't see that makes you feel the way that you do? His well, size. You know, and can I ask you another question? I mean, mm-hmm. to cut you off, did you feel this way pre-draft? Yeah, I felt that way he at did. the draft, which is okay. which is key they're, to they're this both, conversation. They're both being consistent because pre-draft. Okay. Okay. that's my thing with about Darrell's take. I think I think, and I've said it to all the time, he had a hot take with pre-draft. Okay, and, and he stuck and to the hot take. It. It's like, it's okay to have a hot take, but if it, if it doesn't work out, just let it go. You know, we do, we're never gonna forget. Do we know that we're it hasn't worked? Do we know that? that it hasn't yeah, that's how you know. You know, want to know why? Let's talk about why. Uh, so? He's 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 averaging sixteen and seven, right? Yeah. No. Uh, 16, mm. 16, 15 and seven. Fifteen point five. Like rounded yeah. up. Yeah. And that's Trending one thing. Down. That's one thing. See, 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 one, you see that you see the hate. I got I got I got one, so much on it. I talk, actually talked to Trey Young about this. Uh, yeah, he did. last week. He did. Okay. Oh, really? really? Yes. And he, yes. And he knows this is. He knows did he has you, haters you, out there. Did you mention Durrell to Trey Young? Not his, not by name. So like, if, <laughs> so like if, if Trey Young sees Durrell at a Hawks Knicks game, I didn't game, want to do that. And to him. he's looking at Durrell. Like, I didn't want to do that. Yo, to him. man, why are you hating on me? I have too it much. Was, re- was, I have too much respect for Durrell to do that. <laughs> it was Hawks versus Nets, and everyone was talking to Jeremy Lin. And so you slid Jamal, off. The, you slid Jamal off the seized the opportunity. Okay, now does uh, good journalism d- to, to to make sure it's good. Does Trey yeah, I'd rather Young, talk does to Trey Young, Young know that you are a supporter of him, or at least you appear he, to be? He must know because of the 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 way I phrased the questions. But you interviewed him at Jordan Brown, also, right? I did. Yeah, and if, in fact, he's better than I thought he would be at that time. At that time, I didn't think he was a one and done guy. I thought Sexton was better. Just I don't think practice. anyone thought he was going to lead. Pra- yeah, the yeah. Pra- the practices I saw, I was like, oh, I was looking at Sexton as the as the best point guard there. Okay. Um, so he's surprised. But then he goes to college and he he leads the nation. He's the only player ever 
to lead the nation in points and assists. I think it was 27 and like eight point eight. something. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, nobody has ever done that ever. So, right. so people say, so I was thinking about this. Why? And I asked Trey, why do you have so many haters? Like, it's crazy. I was like, I was like, you know, you, you, you hear this in the background, all these haters. He's like, he's like, yeah. He was like, I don't know. He was like, I never knew that playing basketball would cause some, just playing me playing basketball would cause so many people to hate me, you know? But my theory is the hype, okay? He, because he led the nation in points and assists, mm-hmm. which is a, I mean, it's never been done before, okay? So it's a feat. No matter what you want to say, it's never been done before. No one's ever done it. Right. Okay. So he got hype off of that, which is understandable. Right, because nobody's nobody's done it. Then the the I get the the Steph Curry comparisons, yeah, which is just unfair. Yeah, you know he didn't he didn't say, hey, I'm the next Steph Curry. Watch me. Yeah. He didn't ask. I do, and, I do and he feel, was drafted higher too. Right, he was drafted higher because you know Steph Curry never led the nation in you know in assists. He might you know he might have been there up there in points. He was, I'm sure he was up there. Yeah, he was, in both he was definitely yeah. well, definitely points for yeah, sure. Yeah, but you know so he had so people you know ESPN everybody talking about Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry is a two-time MVP. People mm-hmm. consider Steph Curry the the best shooter of all time. He has three NBA uh, championship rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, that's not even fair. Yeah, I mean, Agreed. to even to even put him in, in the Be- same category. And you know what it is because Steph Curry is overachieved because he never had a precedent. He just kind of came in the league, and even though he was whatever the seventh overall mm-hmm. pick. The expectations weren't high for him that much, so he's already broken that sort of glass ceiling. A lot of people thought ceiling. he was picked too high. Yeah, yeah, a lot of so people he, did. So and then with Trey Young, since he has a precedent, now the pressure's on, and it's like you got to be Curry. And I do to think a lot he, of people. And I do think he's fallen victim to it a little bit, and I admit that because I I do think well, he's a kid that he that all of a sudden when once once those comparisons started, all of a sudden Trey Young started taking deeper and deeper threes. You yeah. saw that in summer uh, and that did not look good. And yeah. really for no reason. Still like doesn't. you look at you look at his <laughs> you, you I mean the one th- and I, I asked him I, I I said the one thing that people your detractors or your haters will will point to is your shooting percentage. That's really all pretty much all you can say. Which and, is what Darrell right, loves right. too. What's his what's his right. turnover what's his turnover rate? And granted, I would like to okay, know. Okay, that's that. good. His turnover he's he was he was uh as of before the Brooklyn game, because I wrote something mm-hmm. on it, he was he was uh, three point nine turnovers a game, which was sixth in the league. Your boy Luka Doncic, Doncic, <laughs> was three point five. No, three and a half. Ninth in the league. Right. So, but now, nobody, nobody nobody disses Doncic over that. They should because, but they should. And they should also qualify that by saying, and I I would I would I would kill either of them. I don't kill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. One, I don't kill Doncic. One, it's hard to run a team as a as a rookie, right? And who else no. does he have on that team? Right. I would expect. Because look at the Hawks. I would expect with the ball in his hands a lot from to turn the ball over a lot because yeah. there are guys who are no disrespect to some of the other guys on the team that are more incompetent. Luca's still running the team. Sexton and, has high turnover numbers as well too, and injured um, also because Tarian Prince is hurt and John Collins was. Those hurt things matter, and there's no there's no real comparison between uh, the teammates that Doncic has. I mean, he has two max guys. No, on no, the team. They're, they're not. But but he's also, playing with better talent. He's playing no with doubt. better talent, no, no doubt. And 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 let's and and to me the biggest the biggest thing with Trey Young that that makes it not really a debate in my mind is the, the, assist, no. is the assist total. I mean, the kid. He's an elite level passer he's an already. Elite that level, I agree. On the NBA level. I agree. He's been top 10 in assists all year. He's 11 now. He's been a top 10 assist guy. With all, not very good With teammates. no one else. Yeah. Who is he passing to? And when you look, go look, go look at the top 15 yeah. in NBA assists. You're not going to find a bum anywhere in there. You're not going to find anybody who you're like, they're all good to great players in yeah. that who are averaging seven seven assists or more. Now, with all that said, we've thrown out some numbers here, Darrell. We've said all that. 
you did not care for him. You said you were concerned about the size before the draft. I feel like I'm just stirring stuff up here in this, in this episode. <laughs> what do you What do you say to that, right? Because like, I feel like there's some fair points to be made on that side. What do you say to that? Absolutely. Well, first, I watched him last year in college, probably not as much as Jamal did because Jamal is a – is a huge college. He's the black ontologist, man. Yeah. But, yeah, don't come at me on college. You know, <laughs> he had he had horrible shooting nights uh, towards the second half of the season. I, I true. Had, he, he struggled did. in conference play. Yeah, definitely. I did. see a yeah. two of eleven game from th- just from three. It happens. I see a one of nine game back to back. So that's <laughs> that's three of twenty from the college three point line in back to back college games, which is fifteen uh, percent. So, I think. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So. I think his body wore down as the season went on. College season, he played on average two games a week. He's eventually going to get bigger. He has not gotten bigger from last year to this year. His body seems to already be wearing down from two games a week to four games a week. Can he uh, deal with the the physical play of the NBA? Um, He did something interesting yesterday. I was at the game. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Hawks played the oh, Knicks yeah. yesterday. Speak on it. First game of the season where Trey Young did not shoot a three-pointer. That's yes. My, that's my boy. Yes. <laughs> so maybe he's starting to get it. Hey, let me just, now, can I just he, say one thing? Yes. Since I, since I spoke to him. Oh, <laughs> you gave him that yeah. talk and you let him know? I, since I talked to him and I, you know, I, I, you know, through my questions, I think I said, I was basically telling him, just, chill, just, chill, just chill, chill with the, chill with the crazy shot selection right. and just run the team. Right. Those, the last three games, he's shooting 47%, 50% from three, averaging 16 and eight. The last three games, he's, he's shooting less. Small he's, sample, he's but nice. You know? I think he's starting to get it. And Darrell says that th- that was the first game he did not shoot a three, which was, was against the whole the season, game whole 31. Season. You know what he's shooting for three-point range on the season? It's not Steph Curry-like, I can say that. It's it's about half of what Steph Curry is 20? shooting. 20? 25. 25%. Yeah. He's shooting 25%. For three point range. Now, I don't watch enough Atlanta Hawks games to, uh, and I don't want to, <laughs> I'll be able to figure this out. I would love to see the look on the faces from his teammates when he shoots one of those Steph Curry esque three pointers. Shoot, w- shooting 25%. I would assume, though, if I'm one of those teammates, unless you're Ken Bazemore, who gets Tim Hardaway Jr. like and start feeling himself, <laughs> who do you who else do you want to shoot on that team? That's another one of his boys, Tim Hardaway Jr. By the way, oh, we're gonna get to that. He's got a foot. Injury. We're gonna get to Tim Hardaway Jr. This is fun. <laughs> but but Jarrell, who who else do you want shooting on that team? Anybody. Um, <laughs> Wait, and, you and would rather you would rather hey, Kate John Bazemore, Collins could shoot. Kate Bazemore shoot the three than well, Kent, Kent Bazemore likes to shoot. But, oh, yes, he does. You know, he is averaging 7.2 assists, which is a good number. I don't like the turnovers, but he is a rookie. Do you think he's an elite-level passer? Because I think he's already oh, an no, elite-level passer. And, and, and turn if not, boys, he's close. He's still number one among, amongst rookies I think it's very rare rookies. turnover ratio. He is. I think it's very rare rookies that do something that you come in and you say, oh, man, that's elite. You may have questions about the other parts of the game, but at least I can say when I look at him, I see elite-level passing. Yeah. I don't know if I would say elite, Okay, but, but coming into the league – He's supposed to be an elite shooter. He's a. Would, would you all agree? He's, he he's was. A shooter? He his two K rating to, was very high. To go to what <laughs> Jamal said, and I do agree, and I'm not saying that you were saying this to anybody else. There was a hype around him 
from the media that kind of project him as elite level shooter. And as Brian was saying, you had those comparisons to Steph Curry, excuse me. So there became these, whether it was fair or not, these expectations, right, that people had. And then I think we saw very quickly in Summer League, um, if we want to take it back to before the season, that maybe that wasn't there. I have not seen elite level shooting, and I think your numbers prove that is not elite level shooting. Yeah, he's not he's not an elite shooter. Uh yeah, I think he's a good I think he's a good shooter mechanically. You you look, you know basketball, right? Yeah. So you watch him play, do you see there's no hitch in his shot. Like he has a he has a he in fact when he just shoots a regular three-pointer and he's not trying to shoot it from 30 feet, yeah. he's pretty good. Quick I bet you if you took all those 30-foot shots out of it, he he'd, he'd have a much higher percentage. But I do so think, it's the shot selection, really. I agree. And I do think there's something to that, and it maybe it's to what what Darrell's bringing up that Maybe if he, or maybe your pep talk that this and that he is calming it <laughs> thank down. You, thank you. If pep he talk. Cal- so this is more for Darrell. If he calms it down, and he's shooting less threes or less contested threes, do you see him becoming? I don't want to say somebody to become an MVP an or all-star. become the best an All Star. Do you think? It, oh, forget. You know what? Let me let me let me put it like this: Is he a centerpiece player that you believe the Hawks can build around? I don't think a centerpiece player. I think is he a complimentary player? I think yes. You could say John I, Collins is the centerpiece of that team. You could I would argue, disagree. You, you could argue that. Yeah, I would. Dis- I mean, I like. Collins. I would. I would go. No, to I'm saying you could argue that. I mean, okay. Yeah. But you think but, he could? You think he can be a? I think you can build yes, both. Of them. I don't think they have a centerpiece player on their roster. Okay, right that could be argued. Yeah. But I think that. Okay. And you're saying if they had, if they would have drafted Luca, they would have one. Luke is a centerpiece player. I do agree. I, with that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I think most people would agree with that now. Yeah. You seem like you're not sold. I mean, I'm not though. sold as like he's the best player on a on a championship team or anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm not well, sold no, on that. I agree. I agree with that. He mm-hmm. he could be. And and but I'm not and, ready to call and you him want, that and yet. my thing is I I like I think Luke is good. I think before he's very good, very good player. He does a lot of things well, right? You want to talk about elite like something elite in your game. Um, you know, he's not unlike Trey Young, he's not top 10 in any category, but he's very good in most categories. So he, he scores well, right? What does he have to like, 18? He has he's like he's, just under 20, I think. Right, like so, and then he's, like, yeah. rebounds about seven, yeah. seven rebounds, about five assists. You know what I'm saying? So he's doing everything well. He's shooting 43% um, and then 30-something from three, okay? Yeah. So, though, you know. 19, seven, and five, uh, roughly. I mean, he's a good player. He ha- He's young. We, we assume he's going to get better, and we're giving him – we're not mentioning any of his negatives. Like, I don't, I never hear anybody complain, complain about the turnovers or the shooting percentage. That's fine. And I just want the same – I just want the same treatment for everybody else. Which is fair. Free trade. But, 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 yeah. but Trey is shooting but, but, 38% but, from the field. Yeah. Right. But even, but even Struggling from the field. Yeah, but even going into the draft, I, I remember we were saying that Lucas mm-hmm. should have been the first pick. I uh, thought so. I don't know how you felt. I didn't. I didn't. What I said was, I hadn't. I just hadn't seen enough. And I. And I also. I'm. I like when I hear a narrative out there, mm. and some. You know, I start to question. You know where that narrative is coming from. Right. And the media and media bias. Who in the media? Right. right. And you know, I. You know, I. I did actually try to do my research. I. I, I went and looked at his tape. Oh, um, see, I appreciate you know, people who did this because you know how I feel about that. Right. Yeah. I, I, I looked. I looked at the tape. Obviously, he was doing he was doing impressive things. You know, the best the best league overseas by mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. He was the MVP. But when I saw the tape, I was like, okay, I don't really see the the quickness. And who is he playing against? I know these are pro like grown men pros, but I just felt that people were you know the people who were like, oh, he's by far the best player in the draft. I thought that you're you're kind of dismissing what's what college basketball 
does have to offer in terms of like the ACC or you know some of the big conferences is like athleticism. Was that same like what what about the athleticism that the other kids are going against that I didn't see in in his so league? My, so you feel like that narrative is sort of being carried into what he's doing now? Uh, yeah, the pre-draft and, sort and of, and the fact that that the NBA people kind of uh, I must have agreed with me because he didn't go one. Through, I mean, what, well, what clearly he, he went five, right? I mean, technically, three, right. three, three, or three, or three to five, three, five or whatever. Right. So, so now that those, now that you're right, I get it. Like you're, like you're kind of proven right. So you're like, so it's like overdoing it in terms of like how good he is. I don't think that <clears throat> the point you're making about the narrative that's out there is wrong, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> I think that sometimes, and what I will say is, I think I do think people may undervalue the athleticism that are placed in the top college conferences here in the states. But they also might also undervalue the, the competition that is right. in Euroleague. Euroleague is yeah. really good. More, more, yeah, experience, more grown men. Yeah, yeah more and think, experience. And that, I think there's something to say know? that that also doesn't mean that every international player that comes over is going to be good. We've had our Darko Milicic's right. and, and other people, right? Yeah. What I will say is what I saw with him was kind of something I saw when I was watching Porzingis. I thought he had a good feel for the game. Porzingis, I liked, but when athleticism. Porzingis had that's true. Athleticism. Was more athletic than him. But there was something he. You know what? Doncic reminded me a lot of. A Paul Pierce who can handle the ball better, and I thought he wasn't over athletic. And I love Paul Pierce in college; I loved him in Kansas. Mm. But I liked that about his game. I just thought he had a good feel. There's something about him that he has a good feel There's for no the game. Doubt. And I'm not saying I'm not saying Trey Young can't either. Where I stand on Trey Young, if anybody cares, we talked about you. We guys. care. Yeah, we care. I, my thing on Trey Young is I think that there's some truth to what you're saying. I think there's some truth to what you're saying. Agreed. Right? I think that Trey Young is a victim of some of the hype that surrounded him. And I think he's a little bit better than what he has shown. I think he also plays on a bad team. I think he's had to shoot a lot. I think the ball's in his hands a lot, so you kind of have to expect a lot of the turnovers that we've been seeing. It's also hard to run an offense in the NBA, right, as a young guy. Especially when you don't have guys. talent around you. Yeah, all these young guys are going to turn the ball over. But he plays with Vince Sanity. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who, who probably will be good for him in the long run. I do. I think Trey Young can be – I think he has all-star potential – do I think I the big question I think is going to come out that I kind of was my friend was asking me is, do you think people will regret the trade between him and Doncic? I think Doncic will be the better player, but that's also because I thought Doncic was a better player before. I would and like to know I who they get think, in the first round. I think there can be regret, but a lot of that depends on who comes around Doncic and who comes around Trey Young. If Trey Young gets the support around him and that team becomes good, it's good. Just because the Mavs are mediocre right now doesn't mean that's how they're going to trend upward. But we'll see. I don't think Trey Young's going to be bad. I don't think he's a bump. And Don, Don, I was hoping, I'm not saying that you were saying I don't be clear. Darrell was not saying that, so I'm clear on that. I just – I he's, he's not saying it here. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes. with the, and going back to Doncic, I think – and when I first saw him in preseason, I, I changed my mind because he looked bigger. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When I watched him, you know, on film, he looked like a 6'6 six, six guy. All of a sudden, he's in, he's in preseason, he's like 6'8". Yeah, you know, did he grow? I don't know. I don't know if he did. I I didn't didn't see that, but I know he did lose some body fat because um, he wasn't. He was just playing, playing, playing. He hadn't taken time to train. But Mark Cuban said something about this recently. He hadn't taken time to actually work on his body. So I think that probably helped him too. And for both of these players, I think as we watch their bodies change as they get older, we'll see. I think a lot more. Look how skinny Steph Curry was. I hate to bring back the comparison, but people had questions oh, about his body. Thanks a lot. Right? Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> or you, 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 know. you could also say, like, uh, Kevin Garnett, Porzingis. Yeah, who knows? You, I mean, you don't know. Durant. Okay. We know. You don't know. Yeah. Um, 
You but, but 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 yes. before the draft, you said that you would have taken DeAndre Ayton, Jamal, over uh, Luka Doncic? Yeah, no question. Do, how do you feel about that now? Fine. Like, I think that 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 comparison, and I was talking about this on Twitter the other day, there's not – it's not clear who hit, who is the better player, especially. But I mean, you look, especially efficiency wise, Aiton is great. And if you watch him, the kid, the kid can do everything. He can except even play, shoot. Except play defense. I think. Well, I mean, it's early, right? <laughs> it's, you know? Yeah. See that too. Yeah. You can, people can develop. But I'm I, a big believer. I but do. he's, a, he, you know, he. You want to talk about? I mean, he has, he leads rookies by far in double doubles. Doubles. Yep. Uh, Trey Young second, by the way. You know? So I mean, I mean, why you not, look? Why you look at Durant? But but to me, those three guys, like you want to, you talk about Jaren. Like I, I, there are other people in the chat that want to bring up other guys. You know, like oh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yes, he's great. He has he has, loves he has a lot of Jaron Jackson. He has a lot of potential. True, but I'm talking about as a rookie stepping into yep. it right now. It's really those three guys who have been like forced into action. Like you are a starter. You're 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 part. Of, you're like the main cog in our future. Let's see what you got. Luca, DeAndre, and Trey. And Trey, those yeah. are the guys have been pushed in. Maybe Sexton a little bit, but it took him a oh. while. At first, they didn't do that at the very beginning. Right, Sexton, right. Yeah. right. They had to fire Lou. Yeah, in order and to Trey, do that. And Trey George right. Hill. Right. You know, so yeah. those three guys have been pushed into it, and to me, all three of those guys have have had a very good rookie season. They've shown a lot. So I don't I think agree. I don't know I don't think we know who the winner, especially Aiton, and he's a big man. You know, I mean, Aiton is. I mean, that's the way the NBA works. You take the big man. Uh, first. See, that's where we disagree, because we, we we were talking about this before, and I don't think you take the big man anymore if he can't necessarily get you anything from the perimeter or if he can't score late in games, which I'm not sure DeAndre Ayton is going to be able to do yet, where I know that I can put the ball in Luka Doncic's hands late in games or even Trey Young late in games, you don't think and Aiton, they can get me a bucket. But if Ayton is giving you what, I don't know what but I, I would assume he's like eighteen and ten. Yeah, but he's not eighteen ten. But he's not. He's not creating offense for me down the stretch. I would have to give it to him. But see, here's the thing: that, that, or that, find that, a way to get see, it to him. I, I would say how you feel about that depends on project. It's all projections, right? right. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. That's the like, problem. like, do like I don't think I don't trust Aiton to do it right now. But that doesn't mean he can't do it or won't do it. I'm not saying that he could. I think he. But if you know Luca can do it right now. And if you think he's with a good team around him, yeah. And if you think he's better, you know what I mean. I mean, I think I, I still think Luca. Like, what better. if Luca was on the Hawks and he had no one to pass to? Remember, I told you this before. He's still, I, he's, I, he'd I think probably be leading the league in turnovers. Yeah, yeah, right. maybe. That doesn't but, mean I wouldn't think he's good. I, I, think, I, think, do think, I do think. I do think. I do think that the Hawks step up his scoring. Or, like you think he'd be yeah. like averaging twenty three. Yeah, and he probably and as a result, yeah, he but might, I don't think he'd be as efficient. Yeah, but he. But that that's something. what I was gonna He's say. He might. He might. Now. Not he might not be as efficient. efficient. He might not be it's as not. efficient. But I do think that the Hawks will probably have a couple more wins. You're right. And I'm not saying he's uber efficient now. But I. But I. You so agree with that point. Right. I just think he would have the pressure that Trey Young has on him, where you have to shoot a lot of bad shots. Like I don't think DeAndre Ayton on the Hawks would have made sense either. Go ahead, Darrell. You gonna say something? Yeah, I want to make a couple of points. We we actually did early the season see uh, the ball in the hands of Trey Young uh, with the game on the line and. Uh, uh -oh. Got a shot blocked by Tyson. <laughs> in, fact, I mean, in fact, we've seen it multiple times. Just, he's had, he's yeah. won some and lost some. But well, you're not going to win a lot, lot of games. But with your that question, team. but your question was whether the Hawks, whether the Hawks will regret it, right? That, going back to your question. Well, yeah, that was kind of the question my right. friend, my friend had posed to me right. that, um, I, and I'm kind of don't know if we can really answer that. And yet, there was more right? to it. And when you hear, even if Luke is great, you got to wait to see who they get with the second first round pick. And there was also more to it, you know, in terms when you hear people who cover the Hawks. Or you know, people from Atlanta, 
uh, there was more to it than just basketball. You know, it was it was like, are our fans gonna relate to you know a foreign guy as our star? You know, Trey Young was like already a YouTube sensation, and yeah. and people in Atlanta, you know, are hype he, over he, Trey Young. He has a star quality. You know? See, I see, I. I I'm not saying that's that, right or wrong. Yeah, I'm just throwing I, it I, out there. I don't think it's right not because you got to get the best damn basketball player you can Absolutely. in there. Okay? Yeah. Like, you know what fans like? Winning. Winning. Right? Yeah. Remember how many Knicks fans were like, oh, I don't know about Porzingis. You and I said we like Porzingis from saying that. I, I, I was on the Porzingis train. A lot of Knicks fans did A lot did of Knicks fans did it. You know what they like about Porzingis now? That he was giving buckets last year before he got hurt. Yeah. You can give buckets and you can help me win. People are like you. But my but point I'm is not those, saying, those three guys, yeah. to me, are close enough. At at this at this moment now, okay. will will Luka Doncic go on and be an MVP of the league? Maybe then then I'll be like, oh, okay, you, you might have been right. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, yeah, but we well, gotta wait and see. He's gonna get All Star consideration this season, like he is. Well, partly because of the you know the media hype. I think I think if you, I think if you're <laughs> ranking in rookie ladders or whatever the case, I I'm having Luka first, A in second, and Trey Young third right now. Speaking of rookie ladders, oh, I pulled up the uh, Kia rookie ladder <laughs> on NBA.com. Trey Young's an honorable mention. Luca first, I'm sure nobody disagrees with that. Right. Aiden second, I'm sure nobody disagrees with that. Here's here's where I it know, gets a little. I know who's third, Jaron Jackson. Jr. No, really, it's he's not. It's Kevin Knox's third. Are you kidding he's, me? What? He's he, only had a good. I'm a Knicks fan. He's only had a good. But I think two I weeks. think it's literally ladder. Like but, they're just going by like. Who did he jump on that ladder that deserves to be third? Well, Trey Young. He's, <laughs> no, and he's, and he's only shooting thirty nine percent of himself. Yeah, that's not fair. He scored fifteen. A game for six straight games. So he's two and a half week stretch. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. Trey Young's averaging sixteen so. <laughs> for the whole yeah, that, season. Yeah. Wait, wait. Hold, how is this ladder determined? I think. I, I think no that's. Idea. I think it's. I think it's based off of recency. Stay, stay off of NBA.com. I think it's really based <laughs> off. I think it's really based off of recency. I'm I, not would, even I, I like what Kevin Knox has done. I like, I like Knox. Don't get me wrong. No, I think he's going to be good. I think he's an all rookie team potential player. But so. put, and maybe put, maybe Knox could be the top. A top three in this class. Where's where's Trey Young, Darrell? Colin Sexton is four. He's like, we're not even mentioning Trey Young. This is an interesting number five that I certainly would have got. Would not have got. Gilgis Alexander? Landry Shamit. Oh, my. (laughs) Who's doing these rankings? (laughs) NBA.com, what you mean? They suck. (laughs) Not NBA.com. Trey Young's an honorable mention, right? Yes, just missed the cut. Uh, Jaron Jackson, Jr., Trey Young and Kevin Herter and Rodion's Karooks, Mo Karooks. Bamba, yeah. Robert Williams the third, and Rodion's, like you said. Yeah, I, I saw that last night because I was doing a piece on Karooks, which Wait, you can find on this. Gilgis Alexander's not there. I know he hasn't played well in the last no. couple of weeks. Last three or four weeks, he's not been not, he's not here. Been great. But Doc, I actually I was in LA a couple of weeks ago, covered uh-huh. uh, I saw a Clippers that. game. Yeah. Doc is very high on him. I, I'm Doc. high on him too. Yeah, I like him. He can defend I, already. He defends. He play. He runs the team pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Here's um, a guy nobody mentioned. What do you think? And I, I hear, for some, I think I'm more positive on this guy than than anybody. Ooh, I let me hear to. this. Marvin Bagley. Oh, okay. Oh. I was having conversations. See, with the same this person. is funny. When we were all at the ACC tournament, I remember me and Gerard were watching. Duke, North Carolina, and we were both saying that as while we like Bagley, we like Wendell Carter more. NBA wise, and I think that right now they're about even in terms of production. Wendell Carter had ten and eight the other day, and yeah, Bagley's Bagley's face up game is good. Bagley's averaging twelve point seven points a game in twenty three minutes. Carter's like eleven and seven, ten point five in twenty five minutes. Yeah, and rebounds and and to be be fair to Bagley, Bagley's been 
off and on from the bench. Right. Jaeger has not consistently played him. The Kings are um, better than the Bulls, so. I mean, yeah, that's it's true. Gonna be Bagley's, yeah. Bagley's thing, I think, is you got to figure out where you're going to play him. Yeah. You play him at the four or the five. He's a five. I like Bagley. He's a five to me. I think he's a center. I think they me. should. In the, in the new NBA, yeah. I think, I think they ideally, should play him at the five. I think, yeah, ideally, I think yeah. they're going to find a good Who was there for? Who? They've, they've really been... Uh, oh, they got... They got Bezulika but they, and, have, yeah. they have a five. Cauley Stein. Yeah. And, Stein, uh, and Stein has been better. Stein is I never five. liked Cauley Stein's N- me game. Me neither. But, he's, but, but his numbers but are But I think... Okay. See, I think Bagley, you can play next to a five like that who can block shots and right. rebound. Then you can play him at four. I like Bagley. I think he still has some work to do defensively, but who doesn't as a rookie? Right. Yeah. That's good. What's up, listeners and supporters of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast? We need some help from you, and it won't take up too much of your time. As we grow, we always want to hear your feedback, so take a minute or two to fill out a short, anonymous survey. The survey link is right in the episode notes for this podcast. It's easy and takes less than five minutes. As always, we thank you for your continued support. All right, these are you guys have more. This is not the only thing you've talked about in the group chat. We've heard. I've heard other things. I've heard that uh, we heard uh, your boy is Tim Hardaway Jr. I liked him, and he has a nerve to talk about now, field goal percentage. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now I want to make. I'm going to say something here before. Every time I'm a Nick fan, if everybody knows I'm a Nick fan. But there's always somebody in the team that you're like, man, I can't just wait to take them to the airport. <laughs> For me, right now on this team, it's Tim Hardaway Jr. Not because I don't think Tim Hardaway can play at all. I just can't stand his shot selection. His shot selection drives me crazy, guys. Crazy. You think you like Tim Hardaway. I don't dislike Tim Hardaway. I think Tim Hardaway is he's an okay player. I think he's probably better served as a sixth man on a good team. Right. That's um, what I said. He could be a starting two if you have a really good four of the guys around him. He was a sixth man for Atlanta the year that. Well, you don't have to worry about him jacking up crazy shots, okay? Uh, to this, you say what? Well, first, you know, he is not a first option on an NBA team. And unfortunately, yes, unfortunately, on the New York Knicks this season, he is the first option. Um, I think, and he had a great first 20 games of the season or so. I think, Brian, you said you have him on your fantasy league team. He's putting up yeah. pretty big numbers. And there. he's dropped off precipitously. Yes. Um, you know, but at one point, he's averaging about 25, maybe a little under that yep. a game. Um, While so, shooting 41% from the field. Which is obviously not he's, good. He's still top 20 in scoring. He's the worst 20-point scorer in the NBA right now. He's like if, efficiency In terms wise, of efficiency, you mean. Efficient, well, in terms of player also, other than maybe Zach Levine. I'll take Tim Hardaway over Zach Levine. Yeah, that's why I say other than I don't know about Levine. that. I like that. That's tough. What's wrong with Levine? He's kind of Tim he's Hardaway, young. but worse. Well, actually, no, I probably I might <laughs> take, second year? I might no, take he's Levine. Like, he's like four years right now. He's a, he's been, yeah, he's like four years yeah. old. Well, he, he's a gun also. Go ahead, but, basi- but basically, we'll, we'll just like go into the chat part, right? So we were. So yes. I had mentioned, I don't remember what the Hardaway stat was, and then I mentioned that Karis LeVert's easily better. Darrell rejected that premise, and then I said that Karis LeVert is easily better than Tim Hardaway. He would take Hardaway over Karis LeVert. And then that's where we were. And then I also said that I would take Dinwiddie over Hardaway. And he said, in what world? And then I said, you're on crack. <laughs> and now we're here. Do You have Yo. you had the transcript in front of you? Because that no. was like on So point. let's just say. <laughs> that, was all, that was all from memory? Yes. Un- unfortunately, I won the Tim Hardaway versus Karis LeVert debate. For this you no, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you <laughs> didn't. Karis got hurt. One guy's not playing. That counts. That counts in the debate. He has weak yes. ankles, man. Come on. 
Karis LeVer has we well, <laughs> well. Here's the thing. Here's but, the thing. But is that, is that had, fair to bring up? Because he's bringing up his durability. It does exist. No, you he had injury concerns leading into the draft. draft but what yeah. I will say about this one, though, this was a little more of a freak accident. That's true. This is a little like this one didn't require surgery either. This is just like a freak dislocation on a play. But Darrell, where, are you like, saying that he, you saying that he loses points because you can't count on him? Absolutely. The best the uh, uh, best. Ability. I mean, Hardaway is a foot injury now, and he sucks. The best ability is availability. <laughs> you really love Tim Hardaway, huh? I mean, I go, like, go I like him as a player. Best, you said the best ability is durability. The best ability is availability. Availability, sorry. You know, Tim's available. And he's had injury problems in the past, but not as much as Karras. So that, that went into my thinking of, right now, who would I take? I did admit that Karras probably has the higher upside. You've got to reach your upside. Mm-hmm. Upside is potential. Not everybody realizes their potential right so that's why i said at that moment i would have took tim hardaway jr over karis levert the fact that tim's playing karis is out for until spring maybe Nah. uh well according to nyu doctor physician or whatever they said usually those injuries are two to three months which would mean that he could come back in January. I don't see that happening because he's not sprinting yet. My guess, my guess, because net fans, you guys would think I'm reporting this. My guess is that All-Star weekend would probably be around the time, which would be three months. Okay. So Tim Hardaway putting up bad numbers, but he's playing. playing. Who's better, Tim Hardaway or Buddy Heald? Based on based on what I've seen from Buddy Heald this season, mm. Buddy I'm Hield. taking Buddy Heald. I'm taking right Buddy now. Hield. That's I, a good one. You want me? To, you want me to call the Kings and trade Tim Hardaway? I I told you guys I'll drive him to the airport. <laughs> You'll say for straight up Buddy Hill. Yeah. Wait, I, yes. I'm not appreciating <laughs> this Tim Hardaway slander that. that that we are doing on the show. I can't, I can't believe we're, this is the second show we've actually had an in depth discussion. Well, about Tim all right, Karis Levert's hurt, but I feel like even though I I saw last year that he was showing what he could do this season. They just had him in a role coming off the bench. But he did average, I want to say, 12 or so points, four or so assists, three-something rebounds. He started playing better at the end of the year. And I feel like you started to see that even at Michigan. Like, he was a better all-around player. He was just younger, so Hardaway was starting. And he does better. And What do you like that he does better than Hardaway? Crunch time. Crunch time. Oh, that'll take better shots? Oh, takes better shots oh, okay. also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's does all that around. Too. He's also he's an all-around player. He's all-around just better. I, I, I I said that Hardaway is probably better at one thing, and that's scoring, and I'm not so sure he's better at that because he's very inefficient with that. Not that Karis LeVert is super efficient, but he was more efficient this season before he got hurt, and granted it was a brief period of time, which leads me to Spencer Dinwiddie, who was currently active, and we were talking about that as well. <laughs> now, with Spencer Dinwiddie, I, said, I also said that he is better than Hardaway at pretty much everything except maybe scoring, except he's probably better at that at him than that now because he is way better from the field. He also gets to the line more, and he's also got his three-point percentage intact, which last year was not the case, and he still got most improved votes because he's, he did come out of nowhere and have the season I, that he had. I'm taking Dinwiddie over Hardaway. I feel like 30, all 30 GMs are. I legitimately feel that way. Except for Darrell. Right. Well... Yeah. All right. Darrell's not a GM. Here's, here's the thing that I that and, I and he mentioned defense, and he mentioned Hardaway being a better defender, to which I guess you can talk about that. Dinwiddie has not had the greatest season defensively, but I will say this. In the NBA, point guards are more difficult to guard. They have the ball more. Shooting guards, not as much. If you were to switch them, who's to say that Hardaway wouldn't be getting blown by 
opposing point guards on a nightly basis. It probably would be happening. Hmm. Darrell? Safe bet for me. Well, hey, Fisdale is challenging Tim Hardaway Jr. defensively this season. People forget, defense is half the game. You play offense half the time, defense half the time. Um, Fisdale talked about why he left uh, Hardaway Jr. on Karis LeVert, where LeVert hit game two there at, at Barclays mm-hmm. Center. Oh, right. And he talked about, you know, he's he's going back and forth with this guy that he went to college for, and then it's the final play of the game, and I'm going to tell him, hey, great job, but I'm going to put somebody else on him. He said I might lose him for the rest of the season if I d- did that. Great point by Fisdale. It is. Yeah. Losing a, losing a, a battle uh, for the long term. Right. I think it was the next game. Uh, the Nets played. The Knicks played uh, Boston. Boston. Yep. Jason Tatum had a great turnaround jump shot on Tim Hardaway mm-hmm. Jr. He likes those a little bit too much. Jason Tim Tatum. Hardaway Jr. played great defense on the play. Mm-hmm. It's just a great shot yep. that Tatum made. Um, so Hardaway is getting better defensively. Now, what I told Brian as well, this is clearly the best year of Dinwiddie's career. Are we convinced that this is the Spencer Dinwiddie we're going to see going forward? Is he going to do this on the next next year? Mm-hmm. Is he? Does he have? How much can he go up from where he is now? Is he going to go down next year? Whereas Tim Hardaway, we've seen a. Uh, an uptick in, in him getting better every season, especially with, especially with scoring. Now, his shot selection is getting worse as well. <laughs> oh, is it? But if you look at when he was playing with Porzingis last year, as a second option, he was a lot more efficient. And that's what he is at best in the NBA. The best Tim Hardaway is going to be is a second option. Oh, I'd even say third. I, I, I wouldn't argue that. But at best, as best, that's what I'm saying. At man. best, he's. But you're right. He looked better when he was not the primary guy. And, I mean, and, but, and, and but part but of that he's he a one dimensional guy. But he, yeah, he is. I, I don't disagree. With but that. here's the thing: defense when, is a dimension. I don't. I'm not, I don't he has that dimension. Great. Yeah, I don't think he's a good. Guy. <laughs> he's he's at least average with the potential to <laughs> get I, better. I think he's gotten better. I still don't. He love has him. a he has a defensive minded coach who's challenging him. He's responding to being challenged. Well, why why did he get the crossover from his pops? Like I don't understand. I agree with that. <laughs> we gotta ask Tim that question. Here's the thing. Going, the, the going, goal, so how do you not but do going it? back to Hardaway as a second option, I've seen Dinwiddie be the first option for the Nets before and thrive perfectly fine. Dinwiddie's not a first option. He's I'll not. He's not. I like Dinwiddie. He's not. But I've seen him be the first option, and he's won games for them. He had the most game winners in the NBA last season. I don't. I don't, and this was a year where he only averaged 12 points in the game. The thing. 12 points I per don't game. Not, I trust Dinwiddie more with the ball in his hands. I guess that's the best way I put it. Way more. I well, he's a point guard. But I, sort of, I, not I every point guard. Too. Not every point guard you're trusting more. Are you trusting uh, Jose Calderon with the ball in his hands late in the game? I o- do trust Over him. Tim Hardaway Jr.? I do. Seriously? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Wait, you're being serious? I'm being serious. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll take Hardaway over. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. I didn't, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, what? <laughs> Tim Hardaway no, no. Slater just went to a no. new level. You didn't, you, didn't ask, no, no, you didn't ask me whether or not I would want Tim Hardaway or Colt Calderon right now. You're asking me if you had to draw up a play and give the ball to somebody who don't want it to go to Tim Hardaway and Jose Calderon. Yeah, I think Colton Calderon's going to get a better quality shot. Okay, I'm not even going that far. I'm not even going that far. 
Darrell, sorry, man. Is this the first Jose Calderon mentioned on this? Show? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I hope so. Yes, it is. Um, could you get, enlighten me, guys? What other uh, debates are going on in this? In this, because this is all about NBA debates. Larry Bird versus Kevin Durant. Oh wow. Oh, so we, oh, we talked about this when Gerard came up here. I actually think that's a good one. It is. I, I really feel like the ones you guys had before. I, I do think Donkic Trey Young is a good topic to discuss too, though. But I think, um, I think this is actually interesting. Oh, 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 and the other one, uh, I'm not going to mention that one. Wait, wait, on. wait, 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 what's the other one? No, no, I'm going to know. D'Angelo and Spencer and what do you do there oh, going forward. Okay, and we, right. well, we both shared what we think right, we should yeah, do. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bird. That's why I was like, now, it's going to be too The long. Bird versus Durant thing is who's better all time? Is that what we're discussing? Yeah. In their primes, who do you want? That's the way I look at it. In their primes, who do you want? Okay. I mean, I know how I feel. I know how I feel. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I think it's Bird. Like, I, mean, I mean, the dude. You don't even think it's a question. In their primes, who do you want? Like, you take Bird at the top of his game to Durant at the top of his game. I'm taking, I'm taking Bird every time. I mean, it was just a, just a, it was a killer. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude, the dude won three MVPs. Whether he deserved, you know, people be like, oh, did he, did he deserve them or not? I don't know. Did, did Steph Curry deserve too? I don't know. But the dude was considered the best player nah, in the league in his prime. That's what I think so. Yeah. And and I hated Bird when he played. I was a I was a Lakers fan at that time. Magic right. Johnson hated Bird in the Celtics. And as soon as and the day he retired, I was like, yo, that that dude is bad. <laughs> and he was like the the dude. First of all, he, you know, you go back and look at the numbers. Even he had years. He, he was thirty points, mm-hmm. average thirty. To average over ten rebounds and like eight assists, like, and shot like, very well from that, downtown. And yeah, and he, was, and he was shooting forty, like close to fifty percent from the field. Like, and then you know, and he went through the battles and won. And he was the best. You know, people say he had help. Yeah, you had help, but he was he was unquestionably the, the best, best player on that team. Fell down. Okay, uh, Durant, tremendous skill. You know, whenever I have this debate, uh, even with people who agree with me, they they think I'm downplaying Durant a little too much because you are because of his. Because of his attributes, like oh, he's a seven. They always bring up he's a seven footer who can shoot. When have we ever seen that? True, but I'm talking about mm-hmm. their effect on the game. Like what, what you know, what has he accomplished um, compared to what you think he should accomplish? You know what I mean? Do you, is that really a factor when a little at a bit. better player for you? It is. What do you say? You know, phenomenal debate. Um, I do. I think it's I a really good question. I didn't see Bird in his prime, right? Um, but. From what I did see in his prime, I think Bird would be a killer in any era. Um, I, I agree with that. You know, for those that want to want to detract from Bird, they said a lack of athleticism. But we've seen unathletic players still, like like Paul Pierce was mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, or Doncic. Or yep, Doncic, Doncic, you yep. know, or there Trey are or or Harden is not super. Harden. That's well, another Harden's sneaky athletic. Like, you know, he's he, also boring. But, he, he was but he's not somebody that right, is going to get up and just right. But he's sneaky athletic. I like that right. word for. Him. So, and Bird was tough. Can we also acknowledge that he had Bird was tough, and and just the the level of trash talk. <laughs> right. When when they say Bird would tell you what he was going to do to oh, you and then, and then do, it. do it. I mean, what level of genius is that? He's in your head so much that he can actually tell you how he's going to score on you, and then do it. Like that's so you have Bird over you have Bird over Durant. I, I take I, I would take Bird, especially offensively. I think defensively, 
Durant and Golden State has stepped it up defensively. Durant's gotten way better as a defender. I feel like he kind of had to too, and he's, he's gotten way better in in the other areas too. Like he's you know he's a better passer now than he was you know a few years ago. Even rebounding, he's picked that up a little. Yep. But you know, I just don't. You know, I don't detract from what he did at Golden State. You know, I don't say, oh, he he went to Golden State, so you know he goes down. You know, in my list, but I don't. But at the same time, I'm not going to give him credit for like, let's say, you know, he has two rings. What do you have? Two rings now. Two rings now. I'm not going to say he 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 led that team to two rings. Whereas, I'm not so sure. Whereas you can say Bird led the Celtics right. to three. So Kevin Bird, Kevin Bird, <laughs> 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 that up. Kevin Bird. <laughs> Kevin Bird. That's an ill player. That's right an ill there. player yeah. right there. <laughs> Kevin Durant versus Larry Bird. Um, I thought you guys made good cases for Bird, um, and just maybe why Durant should be dismissed. To be fair, I, it's tough, man. I probably would go I'm leaning towards Durant. Um the only thing that bothers me about saying that is I don't there's something I like Durant as a player and I think he's sort of fighting against this mold of what we think a superstar should be, mm-hmm. how we should act, but I do like players that are tough and Bird was tougher and I do like that trash talk element that Terrell mentioned. But I, Durant's skill set is very unique to me. Is one thing I haven't seen. I don't I think would, Durant's not tough, though. No, I don't, I'm not saying he's not yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's bird gangster, though. I don't think he's... <laughs> yeah, probably, his, probably not. I don't no. think he has his... I'm not saying he has to roll that way. I'm just right. saying I don't think that that's him, right? I'm not saying he has to. Yeah. Um, I think I'm leaning Durant, but I would. this is a really good debate of where we see Durant in his career right now. I'd love to have this conversation again in like three years. I think it's because we were. Um, I really would. Well, his we, career number is going to dwarf. Birds. I think. I it think. Will. It's, I think it's because we were talking. And I'm about, not going to get caught in all that. I'm sorry to cut you. I think we were talking about ranking small forwards, and then this is where me and Gerard said that we would put him as I think second after LeBron. I think. I'm. Fine. Is there somebody else there? Am I missing somebody be. other than Bird? Pippen. Yeah, I put him. I put after. him ahead of Pippen. No, Pippen. No, no, I put him ahead of Pippen. Yeah, but I really um, like. See, Pippen's somebody I love. Pippen? Are like, we talking uh, Oscar Robinson? No, Durant's back. Come on. No, we don't know that. But I mean, uh, I didn't. You know, I never really saw Oscar, Oscar Robinson play. But he might be a point guard. That's the thing. Some people listed him as yeah, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. He's six um, five. I'm thinking about like definitive small forwards. You can absolutely say are, I think are not, in that class. Okay, so I think basically we had Durant there, and our point, my point, also was he's actually better than Larry Bird at scoring, in my opinion. Uh, very efficient, better shooter, defensively is better. What if somebody gave you the argument that Larry Bird If was... you drop him in the 1980s, they're not going to know what to do with him. Granted, yes, they could be more physical, but I'm not going to sit here and say Kevin Durant as a seven-foot shooting guard can't get his in the 1980s. I'm not going to say that he can't, but I can tell you what, Larry Bird, as a non-athletic white guy who was crazy efficient, got his in the 80s in a very physical era. He was very efficient. Right. And he was, like... I'm not saying he's not. It's a great he's debate. A I, think better, Ke- I think Kevin a, Durant's more efficient. He's though. definitely a better passer than Durant. I see. He's, I, I see he just, might be a better rebounder. I think. I think. I think passing is the only thing definitive that and he's definitely probably, better. At. If you look at the, if you look at his averages, but I think Durant gets rebounds in that era too, just by being a seven foot guard. He might get, he might get less. I don't know about that because they're grabbing his skinny ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but here's the thing. But here's another thing we were saying is that like you're kind of brought up, you're That's kind of brought into when you're into what you're brought into. If right. Kevin Durant's born in 1970 or 1965 or whatever, 
and he's getting into the NBA in the mid 1980s. Who say that he doesn't have a tougher background? He's from Baltimore. I'm looking at the ESPN right? list. I, I saw you go into that, and I'm like, I'm I'm watching you scroll through it. I feel it's interesting. That? Keep going. I'm just interested. Bird. They got they, they got uh, LeBron, LeBron one. one, LeBron one, Bird, Bird two. two, and then three Julius Irving. Oh, okay. oh, you know what's funny? You forgot about that. Yeah. That doesn't. You know what? Over Durant, I think Durant's probably a better player. I agree. Yeah. I'm not taking. Who was who was that right after? Who was that right after Durant? Is, Elgin Baylor. Is Bird okay. de- Is Bird definitely better than Julius Irving? To me, yes. Bird is. Yeah. Is Pippen was what number six. Even though Julius Irving, I'm asking I'm because serious, because yeah. of the ABA days, like we forget about his how best days were in the ABA. ABA. Good point. Yeah. He, when he point. went to NBA, he was he was like he was th- over thirty. He was like I think he was like well over thirty two. I think he's thirty two or thirty three when right. he came to NBA. Right. Um. Who's that? Who's who's that? I'm just looking at this. I'm so have a check. Okay, keep going. I just want to see what top. You 10 saw is. Pippen was six. I saw you six. I saw that. So Pippen should be higher five. Than that. Pippen uh-huh. six. Pippen's uh-huh. top five. Havlicek seven. I'll tell you what. This list is better than that. Rick NBA Barry eight. <laughs> James Worthy nine. I was gonna say James Worthy is four. Dominique Wilkins. I would have actually. No, Domin- James Worthy's a three. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would have Dominique a little higher. I think Dominique is one of the most. Underrated. He's not a shooting guard. I agree. He wasn't just a dunker like the dude. Talk about he bat. Remember he battled Bird, and they were going back. and They yeah. both dropped like forty. 40 I thought I series. thought I thought he would be listed as a shooting guard. Who? No, nah, no, he's he was a small forward. He's small forward. forward. Yeah, okay. borderline oh. four. You know, like that's borderline. not that's not a bad list. Way no, better no, than NBA. dot com. I think Pippen should be in the top five, but that's just me. Okay, because he's probably the best defender I've I've seen maybe ever in terms of perimeter and post. I still feel some because I saw because my bro- my brother's favorite player ever was Scottie Pippen, so I saw a lot of bull stuff just well, growing up like bull brother, stuff. Brother, but, fu- I- but future disgraced him, so I'm sorry. You oh, did well. Yeah. It's not his fault though. I take no. it. Um. So guys, what <laughs> it's we- future's fault. Oh yes. He likes other dudes. Women, yeah, you know that too. So, guys, and it's their fault for letting them pounce on them. Pounce. All right, we could, we could, wow. we could. <laughs> um, guys, what pounce. we do? Yeah, pounce is an interesting word there. What you ever do? seen Marcus Corvon's finisher when he was in WWE? No, it always has to come back to some wrestling stuff. Look up the always. pounce. Look up the pounce. I feel like I don't want to. <laughs> um, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, sounds like I should pass. Um, so, guys, every episode we always choose a number that's. From an athlete that's correlated. Yeah. So it's Brian's favorite part of the episode. If you've seen the artwork, so, so we always put an athlete's number. Brian. Like for 53, I think we had uh, Daryl Dawkins. Yeah. Chocolate Thunder. What was 55? 56 is easy. White chocolate. 50, 56 is easy. Very 56. Easy. All right, hold on. Hold I like on, hold on. You're the first person to come here and say it's an easy number. We will this get, is so we'll, easy. we'll get into the list. We have 56. a list. Give, go, go away. Take away the, with the list. All right. <laughs> we'll start off with Joe DiMaggio. And the reason why I Maybe put that not there. That he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't wear fifty six. His hitting streak was fifty six. Oh, okay. I'm not a fan of those, those okay. things. Where you give the hitting streak. Muhammad Ali. What about him? He, why had, is he, f- why is he, he had fifty six wins in his career. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay, he's the greatest. Look, go ahead. I'm gonna skip this one because well, I, I think that's the obvious. I think one. it's the one you're gonna go to. Oh, so right. I'm gonna save yeah. that one for Which last. Which I said this was easy too. So I was right. curious where you go. All right, Chris Dolman. Anybody? Chris Dolman. Right. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Keith Brooking. <laughs> LeVar Arrington. LeVar Arrington, even though he's a Penn State guy. LeVar and, yeah, I, I met him on the street like last winter when we did the podcast. Oh, yeah, you told me. I met him on the street. Yeah. He was, he great was great college player. Yeah. I'll definitely get him up here if we could. He was funny. He was funny. Teammate of Courtney Brown. Uh, Demario Davis. <laughs> he was I, like, I like DeMario. We had him on the show. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How was he? He's a good guy. Good. He's good. good. He's a insightful guy. He's good. Very. Yeah. I'm going to be careful how I say this name. Yes, be careful. Hardy Nickerson. Nickerson. What? <laughs> yeah, I see how you can roll that really quickly. It sounds like something else. Yeah, I get it. I think he's a linebacker also. I just put it there just in case you guys was knew. That, but was that Buffalo? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Derek Johnson. 
Great linebacker. Andre Tippett or Tippett? Tippett. Pat Swilling. Pat Swilling. These are relief pitchers. Mark, how do you pronounce this dude's last name? Burley. 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 Okay. I never I never could get that he one. He is right. 56. That's a good one. Yep. Gerard, Gerard, Gerard Washburn. Mm-hmm. Brian McRae. Mm-hmm. Ty Kelly, your boy. Ty, Ty, Ty Kelly is who again? Uh, Matt. Uh, Matt. Uh, U- utility U- infielder. Uh, utility yeah. infielder. And John Abraham, who wore for one year and had 11 sacks for the Jets. Yeah. One season. Before he went to 94. And Lawrence Taylor. I mean, I, I mean LT, now, but... now, here's the thing that I brought up to Dexter, though. Are you sure? Because he is kind of problematic. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He was he was problematic to offenses. Yo, yo word, <laughs> word. <laughs> Playing NFL word. football too. He was problematic yeah. to a lot of offensive coordinators. And I mean, he, he's. I mean, you talk about from that era, uh, you know, Lawrence Taylor. I mean, he's a guy. Even with all his problems, he still was a beast for for his career. When when he's a Hall of Famer. Compare him to like uh, same era like Gooden and Strawberry, who didn't quite. Yep. You know, keep it up. I mean. Taylor's above those dudes. When football Absolutely. was football, as the white guys like to say. Look, <laughs> 56. To me, there's one fifty-six. It's Lawrence Taylor. All right. Lawrence Taylor. So no love for Muhammad Ali's wins? I mean, it's wins. I'm going to I like to I know you don't like go, you like going jersey numbers, I like not the wins. I just want to throw that one in there because I'm like, that's, that's a good, that's a good it was throwing. a good one. And like, I threw in 50 when we got to Floyd Mayweather. And no Evidently, di- he's going to fight some Asian dude and get 51, but whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and no disrespect to Joe, Joe DiMaggio's hit, hitting streak right, either, too. That's a good one, too. But L- it's 56, I think, LT. So Absolutely. Oh, got to do it. Um, right. Lawrence Taylor. All right, so 56 is Lawrence Taylor. Uh, real quick, you guys, this NBA season, what what do you guys, because you guys cover the league, what are you thinking about the season so far? Um, when we had Gerard up here, I said, hey, isn't this still exciting? A lot of people thought, you know, Golden State's going to run away, but the West is so crazy. Um, every There's like a great game every night. What are you guys thinking about this season so far? I think you hate the Trey demise Young? of... <laughs> <laughs> I think the demise of the Houston Rockets. The um, demise? Ooh, yeah. I like this. Uh, right now, they'd be out of the playoffs. Uh-huh. And I think we knew they were not going to be as good without Trevor Ariza, uh, Luke Bamute. Um, try to spell that. Um, <laughs> Actually, could. But, <laughs> but, you know, to be out of the playoffs. Um, After being a game away from the finals, right. right. Right, and if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, mm-hmm. he's he hurt again. Right? Championships, he's yeah, hurt again, and, and yeah. he got hurt a couple of days ago. So for them to fall off so much is the biggest surprise to me of the NBA season. I also think people didn't, myself included, didn't think about how much better Toronto would be with Kawhi. Mm. Kawhi's a lot better than DeMar DeRozan. Yes. And they got Danny Green in that trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is a great D- 3 and D guy, right. championship winner, great experience. So I think Kawhi and Danny going to that team, combined with the new coach, mm. has them as one of the best teams in the league, whereas I thought Boston was the clear favorite in the East. Mm-hmm. Toronto might be to get them in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think both good stuff in terms of surprise. What about Danny you? Green is back to where he was a few years ago years with ago. the Spurs. Yeah, like that's over forty percent from. 30. That's a great point, Darrell, that People don't consider uh, Danny Green's impact in that trade and what he's done to that team. That's a, I think it's a really great point. Um, what about you, Jamal? I don't know. This entire this NBA season has been one of the most exciting that I can remember. I mean, I'm, I'm always a I love the NBA. Always have. 
I'm always excited when it comes around. But when sometimes when you get to like you know a couple months into the season, you know league pass gets a little boring. You don't know who to watch. This year, I mean, you just talk about the West. To me, to me, the big story is, is how deep and good the West is. I know some people try to say that um, you know it may not be as good. It's just it's just parity. But I think it's very good. I mean, you got Golden State still not the one seed. They're still Nuggets. they're still sitting at the three a game back. I know they've had injuries, but they're still they're still bunched up with everybody else. You got fourteen of the fifteen teams are you know are in contention for the playoffs, like like legitimately, not just just not just by the numbers, but when you look at the team, you're like they can yeah. make the playoffs. Everyone yeah. except yeah. Phoenix, and then Phoenix isn't that bad. When I mean they you know they have the rook they have a p- potential rookie of the year, maybe not, but they have the potential rookie <laughs> of the year in Aiton. They got Booker when Booker's healthy. They have they have real talent. They have no point guard. I get it. Which is why they're eight and twenty-four, but everybody else is in it. So, you, um, you got the the Lakers story. You got LeBron. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I had I have another group chat I'm in, and I and I before oh, the season chats. before the season I was betting guys. I was like, I bet you, you know, we put put something on whether L.A. was going to be a top four seed. I said I didn't. I thought they'd be like a five six. Or like, let's, huh. we arguing about it. Let's bet on it. Right now they're sitting at four. I think they. I still think they end up a five six. A five six seed. I had them four. You know, four I had so, them four too. But we're mean, splitting hairs. I also think they might. Do, they're, they're probably going to. And remember seed. last year's West, the difference between the third seed and like the, the ninth, seed. even the ninth seed like was like games two something. games. Was like, yeah, yeah, was something was ridiculous. And now that ninth seed, Denver, is first. Right. Yes. Yeah, and injured. Do we think? By the, the way, do we think Denver is for real. For real. I do. When they're healthy, they're deep, man. So yeah, I think they are. Now, what is for real? For real? I year? mean, like, uh, is for real? For real? Challenge in the Warriors. For real? For real? No, could they get to the no. Western Conference Finals? No, I would say semis. Because, but I mean, they're they're number one right but now. But why? Yeah, but here's the thing: Why could they not get to the Western Conference Finals now? If we think they're, I'm just they're I'm good. just like throwing a legitimate question: Like, what's stopping them? Well, I've I've always said the Lakers will figure out. Okay, how to guys, get there. then who's the second best team? Okay, if we're still saying that Golden State's the best team, who's the second best team you know, in the West? West? Yeah, I'm betting on the Lakers. Or is it? Or or is the second best team in the NBA in the East? You know who I think so. we haven't mentioned is the Thunder. Right. And the Thunder mm. are the best defensive team in yes, the NBA. Good, good points again. Yep. The impact of Dennis Schroeder to that team, he's a lengthy defender, a good defender. He also helps you put Russell Westbrook Off on the... a weaker mm-hmm. defender. And Russell's actually playing defense a lot better. And taking less threes. Right. Because Paul he's, George go- is he's guarding more shooting guards. Ah, did see we, how that did, works. Did we see that Milwaukee? <laughs> anybody surprised by Milwaukee going into Boston last night and just smacking them? Yo, nah. I'll tell you what, I was no, surprised. I'm high I on fell Milwaukee. Fell asleep man. early. I did not watch that game, but that cross that that Giannis did on and Tatum, then on, and then he had I yammed. I don't finish. know. I don't know. If Boston's as good. But we don't have to get into that. Right that's now. a no, but that's that's a whole other thing. So you think that anybody think this the second best team? I think you kind of get into that. You think second? You, it could be the Thunder. It could be the Thunder. That's Zim, a good point. And Roberson. Great defender. Yep. It's still out. Had another setback. So, Is he even coming back? I don't, uh, I don't know, man. It looks like it might be March, if anything. Mm. That's when they need him. You know, he knows that he's been with that team forever, knows the defensive schemes. I can see he, that. He can only make them, them defensively, better defensively, absolutely. right? And they're ready number two. I'm still not can, counting Utah out either. Can any of the, I'm not counting them out. Other players. Yeah. But, I, but I do feel. Uh huh. Bamboozled that I that I that I believed the hype that they were going to be a top three. Seed I said they'd be the one in the West, yeah, and I too. you know I I I, I watched them closely because Donovan, Donovan Mitchell Donovan Mitchell's from here from from yep. here, yeah. and I and I knew him from AAU, so I I watched them as if like that's my team, and even last year 
they came on at the end. I think they took advantage of like the West being, a, you know, there were some weaker teams in the mm-hmm. West. They took advantage. And coming into this season, you know, I thought they'd be good. I thought they'd be a playoff team. And then I saw everybody predicting them to be three. I was like, oh, I guess I so. I guess two. so. And I jumped on that. And now I'm like, ah, I might have been bugging with that one. Because who do they have they, the besides the, Donovan? There you go. I don't think they have the enough issue. offense. They're still good defensively. They're still pretty much up there, even though kind of were middle of the road beginning the season. They don't have another scorer. Get that's, Brandon Ingram in a three-way trade. But at that's, the same time, they did go to Portland last night and win by 30. 30. I saw that. I saw Even though I did not – last night I was wondering where, and I said kind of like didn't watch a lot of league pass, but they did do that. Um, do you guys – real quick, believe in any of the East teams? We talked about Milwaukee. You brought up Giannis. Uh, Toronto we spoke about very briefly. Um, Brian kind of mentioned how Boston's been down, and he's right about that. Philly got better with Butler. Uh, also, we're not talking about the Pacers. Pacers, have, they play an old style of basketball, but it's been pretty effective. Um, are any of these teams in the East for real? Could they get to the finals of any of these teams and beat the Warriors? Anytime you have three potential superstars in Embiid, Butler, and Simmons, you, you have a shot. So right. I love Philadelphia's top-heavy uh, talent. I don't know if they they could beat Toronto. Toronto is the best. I w- I would like to think that Boston will get it together, mm-hmm. but they may not. I'm a huge fan of Brad Stevens as a great coach in the NBA. Sometimes too much talent can be a problem. Yeah, and through the first thirty games of the season, that's the problem they're having also i'm not the biggest Kyrie irving fan and i was listening to some of his comments yesterday you know when he says i can get to the hole or i can score whenever i want offensively that might rub some of his teammates the wrong way and if, and if it's true, do that every every play and win the game <laughs> right because <laughs> we have not seen that yet right <laughs> you know so i think i think there's an issue in that locker room um, and I don't know if it's going to be solved by the time the playoffs come. Hmm. And, and that could derail Boston. Agree. Interesting. And the Nets are making the playoffs, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what, all right, last thing from you. What, what about the East? Do, do, you, do you like any of these Eastern teams? Are you concerned about Boston? Kind of like Darrell has concerns. What do you think, Jamal? No, I like I like the top – I like the four teams in the East. I'm, I'm going to take Indiana. I, like, I think Indiana is a solid, good team, but I don't see them as a real threat. To, mm-hmm. to win the East. Right, yeah. But I like the four teams. I like Toronto. I think I do. I mean, Toronto's the best right now. Milwaukee, even though I'm trying, I'm trying to be, like, cautious with them, like not jump on the bandwagon yet. But, I mean, the more, you know, they keep proving me, you know, keep proving it every night so far. They look good. So I would say Toronto, I, I think Boston's going to be fine. In, you know, a month or two from now, they'll be fine. Um, there's They could play with any team in the league, period. So the Raptors, Boston, and Philly – Raptors, Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly. I think Philly's there because of Embiid and um, and uh, Butler. Uh, Simmons love Simmons' game, but I, you know I'm not sure he's the toughness is quite there yet. Mm-hmm. We'll see when the playoffs come. But uh, no, I think I think the, when people people said beginning of the year that the East um, it was now equal to the West. I don't. I think that's no. that's nonsense. It's top but the, heavy. But the top yeah. four the top of the four East can the play with the easily with oh, the West. Agreed. It's like they're right four. there. Yeah. Agreed. I, I agree. I'm I'm with you guys both in that. It's been and O'Brien's felt this way. It's been a very exciting NBA season. I enjoy league pass every night. It's been it's been fantastic. There's more we're gonna see. It's great, and we'll see. Uh, you know, if Trey Young. Becomes an MVP, <laughs> you know. If now if hey, Trey, if Trey, I can even watch Atlanta. You know, there's yeah, so many teams I can watch. Right if now. Trey Young becomes an MVP, 
Well, you know you're coming back up here. Absolutely. Yeah, you there you go. go. <laughs> I'm, I'm very confident that's not happening. If Trey Young becomes an all-star. We're talking MVP of, like, the rookie game? or Ooh. Which Darrell. could happen. This game is friendly for Darrell. that. But anyway. Darrell. Now, <laughs> if, if Trey, if now if Luka Doncic becomes a three-time MVP and Whoa. Trey Young doesn't do anything. Well, yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Somebody be... will be fired in Atlanta. Oh, for making that oh trade. I mean, with those are the kind of trades, you well, got to be right. you said that also. You got to be right on those trades. Yeah. You got to be. You got to get it. We'll see. All right. And when Doncic wins a rookie of the year, I'm, I'm coming for you, Jamal. There you I, go. I didn't say it wouldn't happen. <laughs> I, I know, no, no, no. I, I, I know you didn't say that. Hey, great discussion. Uh, thank you guys both for coming up here. Uh, that's Jamal Murphy. He is AKA the Blackatologist. Um, you can definitely follow his work. And Darrell Johnson, also known as Jazz Johnson. You yes. can follow him on Twitter. Absolutely. Jazz Johnson 10, the number 10. Number 10. Zero on Twitter. Yes, follow follow them both. Great guys to follow uh, covering the NBA. They will be back to talk, and we'll have more NBA debates, as I'm sure. Just don't kill each other in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep Brian saying. All right, that's it for episode number 56 of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Thank you to our guests, Jamal Murphy and Darrell Johnson. For Brian Fonseca, I'm Dex Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace. You. Yeah.